Welcome to Rice TVX and the latest transmission of Stranger Than Fiction. And joining me on today's show is Crow, the host of Crow 777 Radio. And we have a conversation about many things, including his film with Jason Lingram, Shoot the Moon. And we also dive into the subjects of legal fiction, straw man, economics, cryptocurrency, and so much more. But before we get into it, if this just happens to be your first time ever watching any of my videos, I do encourage you to check out and explore my channel. Make sure you're subscribed, smash that like button, and hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date with my videos as they come out. I encourage everyone to check out my Patreon channel where I post up exclusive content, you get early access to videos, and it's a way to support the channel directly. Be sure you're following me on Library and Odyssey where I have backups of all of my videos and post up extra content. And check out Rice Radio that is hosted on Anchor.fm. It's available on every major podcasting platform at Rice Radio with new episodes coming out weekly. And in case you don't know, I am partnered up with Money Metals Exchange. And that means you can get a free half ounce of silver. All you need to do is go to moneymetals.com, be a first-time buyer, purchase $100 or more, use the promo code RICE, R-I-C-E, you get a free half ounce of silver, and it's an additional way to support the channel as well. You can have links down below for everything I just mentioned, as well as everything we talk about on today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on today's episode of Stranger Than Fiction is Crow, host of Crow 777 Radio. Crow, I really appreciate you accepting my invitation to come on today. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, again, I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Um, I know that you're really booked up and you had a cancellation and Rose hooked me up. So thank you, Rose, for making this possible as well. Um, it's a conversation I felt needed to be done. Um, I, I'm familiar with a lot of your content and, um, I know that we're covering similar areas, uh, and then you also are covering some things and some subjects that I don't really touch on, um, especially your, your documentary film that you did with Jason Lindgren, the shoot the moon, which is, a I was telling you before we started, I watched last night and it was something that I wasn't really familiar with as an open-minded skeptic. I was, um, I try to stay open to a lot of various topics, but I've never heard of the lunar wave and I found it very fascinating. So, um, I guess what I'd like to do is start off with, you know, with kind of like, who is Crow? Well, I came to attention of people, uh, because I quit working in the corporate world early on in the 2000s and I decided that I just wanted to shoot with my telescope so I basically started living on rice and beans and shooting with the scope all night long and getting other camera equipment to shoot all day long so for nearly five years I shot almost every chance I had which you just saw shoot the moon that's the bulk of the interesting things that I shot um, on accident in 2012 um, at the time, I had been a webmaster in many things, um, so I was not impressed. I didn't want social media, but in 2012, I accidentally filmed what's called the lunar wave, and I held on to it for a year, and people kept pushing me after I'd been filming for a year because I had the wave and a lot of interesting things to put up a YouTube channel, which I finally did, 
and it was not long after that all hell broke loose. Yeah, you've had a, a little bit of running with some censorship and stuff to that effect. And um, I can see why you wanted to start a YouTube channel to talk about and share your footage uh, in regards to um, your lunar stuff, your moon shots and things to that effect. I'd kind of like to, I do want to find out like how you got into exploring other areas. Um, I, I'm trying to do a screen share while I'm talking to you so I can share the movie so that people can check it out. And everything that we're talking about today, I'm going to have links for down below. And this is the um, movie that we were just talking about, Shoot the Moon, A True Story by Crow 777. It's a Jason Lindgren film, and it's available on Vimeo. You can catch it right at um, Crow's website, which is crow777radio.com. What so I, sh I should add, um, it's on Vimeo On Demand, Shoot the Moon is, and um, the reoccurring subscribers that are on my podcast get it for free. I think Jason, Jason runs all that. I think it's like seven bucks to rent. We don't have it. We don't sell it on DVD yet just because of the amount of work involved, and we're always so far behind right now. We doubled right. that on 311 in 2020, which I think everyone knows what that date means. Um, we doubled down and started producing twice the content. Yeah, you're putting out a lot of content. When did you start? Because I'm, I'm seeing that the program on YouTube is up to like episode 299. When did you start episode zero or episode one? Uh, holy smokes. Uh, 2016, I think. Jeez, I don't even really remember. No one's was asked that, me that. Was that your new channel? <laughs> um, this is what happened. Um, I was up, I don't know, 100,000-ish followers, and in the fall of 2017, they deleted my channel. We think, we're not sure, so many people complain they put it back. They, didn't, they put it back and didn't tell me they put it back. Um, and so I went in. And uh, from that point forward, uh, the censorship has been just unreal. Uh, you can't do much of anything uh, or talk about much of anything. So it's been the same channel all along. But my channel is the only channel I know that is permanently stuck at 185,000 followers. <laughs> For how long has it been like that? Two years, something like that. It's been stuck at that number? Yeah, well, anyone who runs a YouTube channel that does volume knows once you clear about a hundred thousand people you there's days when you'll get five thousand subs um and that's what they don't like because once you get to a certain level the gates just blow open and uh that's what they've kind of shut down if you're not kicking people in the balls or playing with a hula hoop you're not getting numbers on youtube anymore yeah no i get it man i'm, I'm i started my channel in early 2018 it was Really, I started at the end of 2017, but I put my first video out early 2018. And my first interview was a guy named Adam Kokesh, who was already dealing with a lot of censorship on YouTube. He's, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Not actually. Maybe I've heard the name, but I don't know. He was a political him. activist, worked with Ron Paul. Uh, one of the things he had gotten arrested a couple of times in Washington, D.C. He was a Marine. He was doing some firearms demonstrations. He also got arrested for dancing at the Jefferson Memorial. I don't know if you knew this, but it used to be a felony to dance at the Jefferson Memorial. So really? these political activists went out there. Adam Kokesh was part of the group and just started dancing and got arrested and ultimately were able to get the laws changed 
and allow for people to be able to dance legally, lawfully at um, the Jefferson Memorial. It's yeah, pretty more, crazy. Yeah, more laws that are important that we have on the books. It's unreal. So because yeah. of that, I was just dealing with a lot of um, shadow banning off the gate. And then I was interviewing people like John McAfee. I ended up interviewing him seven times before he ended up getting The antivirus guy? that mcafee yeah yeah and he also has been on the run for the past couple of years for tax evasion mm-hmm. and he's recently um uh and he was doing that basically to say that taxation is theft so i give him you know kudos for, for doing what he did uh, and then he also had some sec violations in regards to uh promoting cryptocurrencies without going through uh all the proper things you're supposed to do when you get paid to promote you know, projects and things like that. So I, I I can understand what you've been dealing with, but at the same time, man, you, you still have remained successful. And um, one of the things that I really like that you've done that I'm actually going to be trying to emulate, and I've seen some other people doing things very similar, is your website with the membership. You have to. That's the only way now. Yeah, that way you can be 100% free with what you want to say. Kind of. What we do is we run uh, the free hour if we can on YouTube, but typically there's a bumper. But on my website, anyone who comes there can catch the free hours all the way back to episode one. The membership uh, gets the full thing. And what that does is it keeps bots and search engines, for the most part, out of the things that are crucial that we want to talk about, which we can get into hour two, which is not to say we're not censoring our speech in hour one, but we're carefully choosing what we speak about um, because they're coming. And by the way, I was going to mention, you started in 2018 on social media. That's a rough, that's a tough road to hoe. Um, You know, anyone who started when you started will never, unless you're very fortunate or very clever, build up to the numbers that we used to be able to do just by being decent human beings and producing content. No, I, I believe you. I realized that because I, yep. I think I'm pretty decent with the SEO stuff, keywords and everything that you would need to do for good placement. It's just obviously if I feel like there's something there that's that's blocking. And if you look at some of the people I've interviewed, it's and then I'm, I'm just now getting to be right under 13,000 subscribers. It's um, well, I can I can prove it to you if you want evidence. I can show you one of the ways it's done. So in 2017, they took down my YouTube channel with, I don't know, 100, 120,000 plus, something like that. And they put up an unsubscribe button where it was. So about 20,000 people unsubscribed during the three weeks the channel was down. The day before they took the channel down, if you did a search for Crow 777, you would get 16 to 25 million returns in a search engine. The day they put it back, uh, there were 2,000 returns on Crow 777 in a Google search engine. To this day, if you put Lunar Wave, depending on your geography, you might get a million returns. If you add my name behind it, uh, the guy who discovered it, it goes way down in some cases to a couple thousand. So there's an algorithm, among other things, and that's part of what happens, I think, when they delete your channel. They put infrastructure in place to permanently try to hobble you on the Google platforms. That makes sense. It does. And it's it's it really sucks that, you know, Google, YouTube has so much power. And um, but at the same time, with everything that's going on, we are seeing the rise of more platforms that are promoting freedom of speech. Um, I'm a big proponent of blockchain, which we'll, we'll get into the cryptocurrency stuff, because I would like to talk to you a little bit about your thoughts, because I know 
kind of your direction, but I'd like to talk to you about it. But with this technology, I mean, I've seen, uh, I use library. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I'm not. L-B-R-Y. It's, um, it's sort of like an alternative to a YouTube, a bit shoot, something like that. But it's run on a blockchain, distributed through nodes with your videos. So it's actually the most decentralized content sharing platform that I've found in my research. And I've been researching it for a couple of years. Whereas something like BitChute is using a website and a central server, and those servers can be attacked. Library has a central, like has a website that has a server version, but they also have applications that you can get for your phone and for your uh, computer as well. So, that so how do they re do they require this library using an ISP to get their connectivity? Do they require an ISP to get? Um, I'm not How do sure. they get on the internet? Because that's that's what happened to BitChute. Is BitChute was saying we're not going to censor, and they tried to stand their ground. And what happened was pressure was put on their ISP, and then the ISP said we'll shut you down. Um, these are these are right. some of the overarching problems where people really do want to have a censorship-free platform, but you've got to get on the internet. And right now, for the most part, getting on the internet means you go through a controlled, massive oh, corporation. Agree. And yeah. so as long as that exists, as long as our ability to connect to the internet is attached to any kind of a service provider, we're in dire straits. It doesn't matter what the technology behind it is, um, because eventually, if they're interested enough, they'll figure out a way to get at you. Right. I get you, man. I get you. And that's, and again, that's one of the reasons why I'm a big, strong proponent of cryptocurrency and blockchain. Not all projects are necessarily bad, in my opinion. I can share one in specific, which I'll, I'll email you a copy of the interview. Um, it's a project called Nexus. The uh, creator and main developer is a guy named Colin Cantrell. And his father was one of the co-founders of SpaceX. His name is Jim Cantrell. Jim left SpaceX, started Vector Rockets, and his son is a coder and got involved in cryptocurrencies. And one of the things that they're working on is building a 3D quantum-resistant blockchain, a really, truly decentralized blockchain. They're also going to be putting low-Earth orbit satellites up and in addition to ground communications to create a mesh network and also be tokenized uh, satellites so that people can have ownership of these satellites and be able to get like a passive income off them as well, but creating its its own internet infrastructure with its own operating system and everything to that effect. So something to the effect of Starlink's constellations, but a decentralized version. And I think that Elon Musk actually jacked the idea for Starlink from the Nexus uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency because these are ideas that they had came up with prior to and it's just a kind of a coincidence that Colin's father was a co-founder of SpaceX and worked with Elon Musk. So, Well, you, you saw Shoot the Moon, so I think you know where I stand on the idea that anything is going to space um, or that satellites exist as they dis are described. In my point of view, uh, all the technology is within our atmosphere. And there's a hell of a lot of it up there. Um, you can simply see my film to see how many things you can film. Uh, and a lot of it's shot transiting half a degree of sky because it's backlit by the moon, which further shows for that to be possible, there's a lot of tech up there. Um, but I don't accept that anything's leaving our atmosphere. It's, I mean, it's one of those things that I don't really know, and I am open-minded, but the idea of a low-Earth orbit satellite would possibly be able to, you know, 
it may be within our atmosphere it's close enough for us to be able to utilize it I, I don't know enough about it but and obviously this is more of one of your your specialty areas so i would definitely you know listen to what you have to say in regards to that well, what 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 you find if you take a careful look is that places like nasa um they seem to be thought about as not a government agency but they're actually a quasi-military government agency and what i say and shoot the moon openly by the way when we put that movie out and <clears throat> I think Jason submitted it to, you know, there's these online things. You can go to 20 or 30 film festivals around the world. No one was touching it. And we thought, ah, nobody's ready for what we have to say here. And then all of a sudden we started winning awards. Jason has won eight laurels for that film now. But in it, I flat out tell you that the space agencies lie for a living. And they're all in a club and they're all here to ensure you know nothing about what's above your head. Um, and so when you get these offshoots of SpaceX and these other things, when you take a careful look, and as a matter of fact, we have a whole series of podcasts, um, probably 12 hours in a row we did space to break down all the research, like what's going on there in uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Um, from my point of view, it's a shell game. And this Mars thing they've got going on now, all the more so. Uh, these things don't hold up to scrutiny when you take a careful look. And uh, we tried to encapsulate what we were able to show and all my telescope work um, to back it up, uh, what we suspect is actually correct. So from my point of view, the tech is all in our atmosphere, um, and there's a hell of a lot of it. And by the way, you can go look at things like, what's it called, Project Loon, where openly Google is sending what they're calling satellites up with a balloon basically go look up project loon satellites with a balloon yeah and okay. this this all started i think it was i don't know was a columbia or somewhere down there uh someone filmed they suppose it said right on the side of it that it was supposed to be a satellite i think it was nasa i don't recall um but the balloon was still attached to it where it crashed down and people filmed it that was up on youtube for a while back in the days before they removed everything instantly wow that is crazy. So with all your research and all the people that you've met and talked to that have shot footage of the moon and are in this area of study, have you come to any conclusion as to what you think is going on, why they would be hiding this information or making up something that's not true? Is there a purpose in it? Is there something to gain in your opinion? Well, think of the things that we know about in this world. There's supposedly a place called Antarctica, right? Mm -hmm. In the 50s, we were told there was more land there than, what did they say, Canada, the United States put, I don't know, a lot of land. Um, they showed black and white film of large places that weren't frozen. They claimed that it was so resource-rich as to blow your mind. Have you ever seen a picture of anything or footage of this supposed area of our world why would they do such a thing why why would a portion of our world be a complete mystery to us where the only footage you get is someone like anthony bourdain on an eating show going down to show you their clever little gold ball they've got sitting there that you want that they want you to accept is the south pole um so it's no different um you know we we live in a world these days that's primarily run by corporation and the thing about corporation is you can't vote them out and you can't force them to tell the truth because those are trade secrets or business secrets or whatever you want to call it. So when you start to look at all these supposed new space endeavors, they're corporations too. Yeah. 
and this is a bad place to be. I'm not saying our governments were the best thing in the world, but if there ever was a time when you could push back against authority and vote people out or these ideas which really don't hold up anymore, we're far from that now. Money Metals Exchange, the most trusted silver and gold dealer with the lowest prices and fastest shipping. And you can get a free half ounce of silver. Visit moneymetals.com. If you're a first time buyer, purchase $100 or more and use the promo code RICE, R-I-C-E, you'll get a free half ounce of silver. Visit moneymetals.com. Very far from that, and these corporations run roughshod, as you know. Um, they they do what they want. They've almost decimated free speech in the new forum, which is online. Uh, there are very few places you can go to have free speech. And as I pointed out earlier, no matter how clever your technology is, and it doesn't matter what you're applying it to, if you can't figure out a way to access the internet without a provider of some sort, then we've got this ongoing problem. Maybe at some point in the future that might be true, but I mean, right now, I mean, would it be safe to say corporations like Google control the internet? Is that a safe statement? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's 100% true, but for the most part, yeah, the I mean, average yeah. person listening is under the aegises of what Google will allow in many cases. I agree. The number one search engine is Google, and the second search largest is is YouTube, and they're both owned by ABC. So. Um, you know, and they can control what comes up in the searches and what doesn't. So, I mean, that that says they have a lot of control. Uh, and then you look at what happened with Parler and how the corporations kind of ganged up and basically pushed them off the cliff. Uh, it's, it's a perfect example of what you said. And I'd like to talk more about the corporation stuff. Um, before we get into that, though, you mentioned Antarctica. And, you know, that's a really interesting rabbit hole to go down is something i haven't really done any videos on that i'd actually like to um you should i really should. Am big on american history and just world history so but the idea that over the past few years that we've had all these um political leaders visiting antarctica makes somewhat of sense because well, what do they show you though they show them going you know it's always prince william or some special person goes down to visit that silly ball that they right, want you to lie the but but think think about what we're saying here what is that you know what is that patch of ground they keep showing you is that 50 square feet <laughs> right so i mean come on man and not only that uh, the antarctic treaty and i'm going to get the numbers wrong here but people please look it up to correct i'm going to ball park a guess haven't looked at it. i think it's 50 some nations guard the supposed borders to prevent anyone from going there um yeah it, there's there's some logical common sense things we can know in this world like if someone makes a new car guess what we can know we can know how many doors it has what color it is how much horsepower if we really want to get into it we can look up the engineer that designed it and the team that helped him build this car we can know things about things that exist right well antarctica does not <laughs> fit the normal common sense model of everything we can know about our world space is the same problem how can it be that past the year 2000 uh people have all these questions about this place and the only footage that's you know that you really ever see i think it's from the 40s or the 50s black and white footage and they're telling you all these things where you're all okay we should have crap load of film and we should hear about all these resources and who knew that they're claiming 
there are massive areas that are not frozen, supposedly. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's more of the same. It's misinformation, um, and people spend their lifetimes trying to figure out why or what's really there. And part of it comes down to if it is true that they're lying about whatever Antarctica is, then basically what we're saying is we in the year in the century in the 21st century we live in a world where we don't even know what our world looks like no i mean but i mean we don't even understand the, com the complexity of our oceans yet we haven't even explored our just our planet alone for the idea of even going that always bugged me as a child why are we going in space when we haven't even really explored our own planet yet? It didn't, that didn't make sense. And the other thing about Antarctica that really kind of raised some red flags for me and is the fact that a bunch of religious leaders were visiting. That didn't make any sense. There was no correlation for uh, a pope, um, for a head of the Russian Orthodox Church, things to that effect um insider baseball right that's what you're pointing out uh how come some average dude like me or you can't go down and check it out why are we barred why are all those nations in a treaty to guard um the the edge of of there um something else is going on There's, what are your ideas what are you thinking like just from your speculation i i can sit here and guess as well as the next guy <laughs> i do have some research but it's pretty clear that there's a massive landmass down there and we don't know what shape it is we don't know anything we know that there's a silly little gold ball or silver ball whatever it is where they they march out their special people to go stand by it and say look this is the south pole um and i'm i'm not buying i'm at, at some point when you've been lied to at a level you have to throw out everything from these sources and our televisions are a good example of this. Every night they come on with the news and they lie to us. So at what point does a human mind catch up to reality and say, you know what? If it comes out of that black box, I'm not buying. I don't care what it is, I'm not buying. The lies have been too many and too immense. Yeah. And so what we know is that governments lie and what we know, corporations basically do whatever the hell they want. And yes, they, they, do. They, they are not under the aegises of anything to tell you what they discover. And that is a huge problem. The idea of NASA was back in the 60s, oh, we're going to go to space and for the benefit of all mankind and share all this. And that was the, the stated idea. Well, now with places like SpaceX, that's a private corporation claiming they're doing all these things. And corporations do not serve customers. Corporations serve two entities the board of directors and the shareholders. Yeah. That's who a corporation serves. And that is the world we're coming into. So suffice it to say, I, well, I think it's what we've been into. Well, honestly. sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. We're, we're, it's becoming more open, but will we be talking in 10 years where Taco Bell is actually the government? Is that where we're headed? You uh, Man, have you seen the movie Idiocracy? I have. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly kind of what it makes me think of in, in a lot of ways. Um, I do want to kind of get on to, uh, I recently had one of your guests on KL. I want to talk to you about him, but I wanted to ask real quick, why do you spell the crow with two R's? It's based on my corporate birth name. I was actually adopted. Okay. And I spent most of my life not understanding that the name who I associated as me uh, was a straw man identity that was set up to be able to do all these things. Part of what KL's teaching people 
um, to take control of. And so the entirety of Crow is based on my corporate birth name, which by the way, my wife noticed at the time, all have seven letters or some to seven. Okay, so that's why you have the seven for because you have a first, middle, and last name, and all of them have seven letters in it. Yep, very cool. And some, and just by fate, they sum that way too. Is your initials in the C R R O W in some capacity without you giving away too much information? I about just sufficed it to say that it's just it's based on my name, and actually, okay. everyone calls me Crow now. So, I mean, in, in <laughs> at this point, if I, if I ever had to talk to a judge, I, I could say people, you know, my friends call me Crow um, because <laughs> I'm sure as hell not claiming my straw man identity in a situation like that because right. everything goes south from that point forward. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. I, and I definitely wasn't trying to dox you. I was just curious. Um, I respect your anonymity 100%. And uh, but now, when you mentioned the idea of, you know, straw man legal fiction, this is one of the things that I've been researching a great deal over the past year heavily. Uh, and it's something I've been looking into for quite some time. I've been interviewing people and not everybody I'm going to mention, I agree with. I've come to some you know, conclusions <laughs> with some of these people. It's easy to get bad information. I know what you're saying. But starting out unbiased, going down a path, learning truth, finding a perspective of what I find to be the truth, then becoming unbiased. One example would be Russell J. Gould. I interviewed him a couple of times with a good friend, and I just recently come out and challenged him because I found what kind of person he is. Uh, and I say person, um, knowing the etymology of people in person um it just a, a dishonorable person with no integrity and just felt like i needed to say something publicly because there's a lot of people that really are finding validation in him and um well let's see this is problematic those are some bold claims coming from that source what has changed in our world that matters that's how i'm that's how i do the measurement you want to claim that you're changing your status or that you've done this big thing in the world show me the improvement show it to me right and you can't and that's why people like kl matter um they're walking the damn walk and um you know i don't know what's going to happen when thousands of people wake up to this and do these methods or how the system will react but when some guy's claiming he owns the post office and every other okay great show me what's changed in the world for my benefit right you know? You're showing us this monster that we all live under. Uh, what did you do? Uh, you made a claim, as far as I can tell. Nothing has changed that I see. I agree. So it's, the rubber does not meet the road. Right. You're not seeing the action. There's more, in my opinion, just a lot of talk. And I mean, I'm not saying that about all these people. There are some groups that seem to be trying to do something effective and do it the right way. Um, KL really, really impressed me. Uh, some other people that I've interviewed and talked to are like Anna Von Reitz, uh, Carl Lentz. I've spoken with David Strait. I haven't had him on the show. Um, Stephen Rowe, Kim Gogan. Um, I, I don't know a lot of the names okay. that you're putting down, but I will suffice it to say that if they've showed up on Crow 777 Radio, um, they mattered more they than mattered. others we've looked at in some way. And for the most part, um, integrity and honor are going to be on the top. We try to, to deduce these things, which you can't always do. But more than anything, um, did the rubber meet the road? Is there some measurable benefit to what's going on? Have people been harmed? Um, you know, these are the things we try to look at. Right. Um, I get an email every other day. Have you changed your status? Well, no, I haven't yet. I'm still learning and I'm still looking. 
Um, but of the people that we've had on, if it's been about law, it's because the ideas that they're sharing matter on some level above others. And for the most part, they're not big names. Nobody knew who K KL was right. before we had him on. He, he, But I think KL was kind of in that 90s group of people that would have been labeled in the sovereign citizen movement that obviously is an oxymoron of a word. But he learned, I think, um, along with a lot of those people I mentioned and just came to his own conclusions based off of watching what other people did wrong and what they did right and then learning more beyond that. Is there anybody else on your show that's come on your show that's talked about this subject matter or something in this realm that yeah. it's comparable to KL that you would recommend for me to check well, out? What we've done is we've shown a lot of different people taking a lot of different methods there's a lot more than one ways to skin this legal cat yeah and the thing about the thing about kl that you mentioned is yeah he did a lot of people have gone down bad roads and people have gotten in trouble but the thing about kl is he went back and researched what happened how did we get here show me the laws that changed why are we uh, all classified as enemy combatants when did that happen oh 1933 what is the gold fringe flag man he went back and he laid mm -hmm. down a timeline but no i mean we've had alphonse fagiolo but that's a whole kind of other way of dealing with legal jams uh, that has a lot to do with affidavits okay. one of the most crucial pieces of information that I got was from Kurt Kallenbach, simply informing you that your birth date is not your creation. That simple idea is so powerful and so important that I can't even begin to outline um, what Kurt brought to the table, which I had never even considered, and it changed my whole way of thinking in terms of the spiritual me. The same reason I use the word crow, because I'm not gonna play your straw man game I am me. I'm not some bunch of letters. I'm not a piece of paper. I'm not any of the, I am me. I am the yeah. living man. And Kurt Kallenbach came around and said, that's right. And that started at the zygote when the material from your mother and father came together and everything about the way I thought about any of this changed from that moment forward because it's indisputable. And not only is it indisputable, it begins to show you the fraud, I don't know if fraud's the right, but the game that gets played because almost all these systems we complain about are offers, so many of them. Mm -hmm. And we accept these offers because we're ignorant, because we're too lazy to think, because someone else did it and it looked like a good idea. There's any number of We've reasons. Been conditioned, education, so, yeah. Yeah, most of the things that happen that we don't like in this world is because we accepted an offer we should not have accepted. Um, even when you get your damn car insurance, have you noticed at the top, it says, here's the offer. And you're, you're probably sitting there if you're thinking person, well, so I can turn down an offer, but what happens to me if I turn down this offer? So it's even a bit coercive, yeah, isn't it? It is. Um, so you see what happens in this world. And this is what people are waking up to. This is a big part of what 2020 is about they got to get some shackles around this beast because the beast ain't slumbering like it was. 20 years ago the people are waking up slowly but surely some faster than others yeah no i agree and it's uh it's been it's been very awesome to witness um i mean for that was one of the reasons why i got back into this area of research was because of the interest from more people i mean when you're when you're doing this when you're looking at things by yourself and you're trying to go up against the system as a lone wolf 
sometimes that doesn't always seem like the easiest way, the best way to go about things. It's always, especially when you're dealing with something like the federal government, it's good to have a little bit of a support group, some people to kind of back you up. So at least when you're out there trying to do something, challenge the system, you've got some sort of people knowing what's going on with you. If, you know, whether or not somebody, uh, the law enforcement tries to arrest you or whatever the situation might be. Um, So it's, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting thing when you think about the red pill that 2020 has, has been. And I think that it's going to continue. Um, speaking of all like the 2020 and the red pill stuff and, and the idea of straw man, I'm, I'm sure you looked into the ideas of the Republic, the United States, and uh, I know KLs has his perspective on things. And I love his history because that's one of the things I've been trying to do is put together timelines. So his timeline is is excellent. I thanked him for putting all of his own time into that and sharing it so that it would save me and others' time as well. It's a it's a blessing when people do that. Um, it's verifiable too. So he's handed you a thing that you can then go verify. And in many cases, he cited the act, the law, the dictate. What you know, right? Well, a lot of people are talking about Donald Trump and when in his presidency was trying to restore the republic. KL says the republic has always been there. So what are your current thoughts um, on what's going on with the political climate in the United States? A lot of people talking about Biden is not currently really the president. He's not in the White House. He doesn't have access to Air Force One, Pentagon, um, well, Donald Trump. We're being openly taken over now, right? Corporations are coming to do it. But a long time ago, there was a Rothschilds quote that kind of tells you, people always want me to go cover World War II and the real Hitler story. And I always tell them, why would I do that? There's no upside for me. I'll get labeled anti-Semitic or I'll get labeled the opposite of anti-Semitic. There will be some controversy that comes from it. So what I say is you need to know one thing about Germany and World War II. There was no central bank before it started. There was a central bank when it got done. Yeah. There is a Rothschild quote from some time, I don't remember, that he says, I don't, Lord give Mayor. A damn, I, I don't give a damn who the king or queen is because I'm the bank. So I own everything. Um, so when I care you think, not. I care not who creates the laws. I care who creates the money or something to that effect. Okay. There you go. Basically, what they're saying is kings and queens are put up because the banks hold sway. Yeah. And most people in in this country to this day don't understand that the Federal Reserve is not federal. It's not part of the government. It's owned by private families. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that part of what 2020 is about is a fiat currency reset. Some people suspect that they couldn't accrue more debt because you have to get more debt every year in this fiat system. Whatever the reason is, um, the political people, they're a put up. How many people understand that Hillary and Trump are from the same Scottish royal bloodline? They're freaking cousins of a sort. So if you, if you can't put together that at least 43 or something of the presidents are easily tied to the fake British crown, including right. Obama, of all things, um, then what's your problem? How about the guys who run Pawn Stars? Here's a story. The guy who run Pawn Star, his great, 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 however many greats grandfather uh, was president of this country, and he was seated against the popular vote, which also shows you what voting is. Voting has never seated a single president. The Electoral College does that. And there are numbers of cases where supposedly all the people polled said, we'd like this person, and the Electoral College put someone else. I think Trump was under those conditions, but I don't know for sure because I don't watch the news. Right? Uh, what's politics? It's a put-up. 
It's a skit. It's a show. It's a divisive tool to keep everybody fighting, which is proven in the 1924 speech of Montague Norman, the governor of the Central Bank of England, coming to this country in 1924 to speak to all our bankers uh, as they were getting ready to fashion our central bank based on their central bank. And in that meeting, in a speech you can look up verbatim today, he basically says, hello, all you bankers. We have successfully put together the left-right blue-red paradigm. Now we can get these idiots to fight about everything endlessly all these topics that don't matter while you and I, the banks, the central banks, take over the world. Pre-Search, the next generation decentralized search engine that is powered by the community. Get paid when you search and earn pre-PRE crypto tokens and control your data. Learn more at presearch.io. P-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot I-O. That's what politics is for. That's how it was created in this country. Um, and that's how it's used. And to put a fine point on it, uh, the federal government or what we call the federal is a corporation, which mm -hmm. KL so succinctly shows. So I will ask one more time, who does a corporation serve? Not the customer. It's all about profits when it comes down to it. So it's a shell game and it needs to change. And, um, I don't know. We're going to go through a rough time because a lot of people are still buying into this fancy narrative that's been woven in the world. And every time you go down the street and so see someone with their face hidden away, uh, you see another victim. Yeah. How do you, because that's something I've been, you know, trying to think about is like, how would we go about collectively getting rid of the system, this co these corporations and starting anew, um, the ideas in the declaration of independence. And, um, and also I was trying to think of the, it's a, not something from the art of war, but it, the idea that we have, um, the right of revolution is what I was thinking about. It's when a government is going against the interests of the people, it is the right and duty of the people to absolve that government and rebuild a government that's going to be the correct government that was supposed to be created of for and by the people. How do you see us achieving something like that in your opinion and, and your experience and talking to all these people? Well, I don't espouse revolution for one thing. Okay. Uh, I served during the first Gulf War. Uh, most people's idea of what something like that means is what they saw on TV. Uh, it's a clown show. They have no conception of what actual violence is um, in the real world. But the point I would make is they haven't served us so i mean if you want to use kl's timeline let's put a date at 1933 provably we're enemies of the state from 1933 forward yeah. let's go further back when did our birth certificates start getting used to secure um income for in, that the Vatican? Same, in that same time period so the, the point is is yeah i think there was a point in the beginning and uh you know it's weird there's a a new show they're showing called american gods and on january 31 they do an opening to that show that explains what happened to us. We tried to set it up. We tried to honor the creator and the rights of a living man or a woman. And pretty quickly, we put in God we trust on our money, and we started worshiping commerce. Um, and it shows what happened. Uh, how we get out from under this is people leave behind the age of believing in things and enter the age we are coming to where you know things and you, you reconduct yourself. 
I have not put on a mask since this started. Has it been easy? No, not all the time. But what's sad is mostly it hasn't been the authority type figures that have given me a hard time. It's another person who's been convinced that somehow I'm going to kill them, even though peers. human beings have been together for Lord knows how many millennium. All of a sudden now uh, you can't touch each other. You got to you got to fake like someone's been buried and stay six feet away from them. This is a death cult. At the base of what we're talking about, it's a death cult. The work of Paul and Bach, the work of KL, the work of any number of people I've had on my show will show you that the underlying idea is death. After all, how many people have been summoned to court? You can't summons a living man or woman. You can yeah. summons the dead. Um, so what's going on here when you walk into a court is you're being treated as if you were lost at sea if you do not know how to conduct yourself. So... Mostly what I would say is we've come through an era like my grandparents were proud to be Americans. Man, we did everything the best. One person in the family worked. They had a home. The other one held down the household. And my parents, in the beginning of their run, were proud to be Americans. So in that pride, there was never an idea that you should question what you're proud of. Well, look where we are now. So that will change. And... Anything that's constructed by the minds of men is going to see its end. Uh, the only question is, do we got to do this nonsense for 100 years, or can we get away with it in a couple more? Can we do something about it? And the point is, until people wake up, grow up, and stand up, probably not going to see a lot of difference. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, one thing I will say, and um, I don't get a chance to do this with a lot of content creators, um, especially people that, that I that I respect that are doing something um, important in the world. Um, I appreciate what you're doing to wake people up. I appreciate what Rose and Jason are doing. I appreciate your whole crew. Um, all the different people out here who are trying their best to wake people up, uh, I commend everybody for doing that because it's not an easy road to be on. I mean, I'm, like you were saying, I mean, the system has gotten set up where they're having our – our fellow brother and sister put us they, down for yeah, not the following their yeah. mandates. Yeah, we're. That, what, you know. what did Neo say? If if they haven't been extracted from the from the matrix, they're potentially an agent. You know, it's that idea. It's that idea, isn't it? Um, it is, and it's sad. But you know, you've got to be grown up enough to understand that probably once you were acting in the same way before you caught on. It's like a person saying, "I hate babies," acting like they were never a baby, right? <laughs> uh, it, it, it makes zero sense. Um, so you've got to realize that all those people, in a way, they're victims. You know, the Buddha. Here's here's an important idea. The Buddha once described all human beings in the world as in a lotus pond and each of us is a lotus some of us are down in the mud and muck and just dirty filthy coming through that some are a foot above the muck some are halfway up through the water some are just below the surface of the water and some have made it above the water they've bloomed and they are spotless perfect lotus blossom but my point is is that spotless perfect lotus blossom cannot look down through the pond to the one still in the mud and say hey hey you Get out of the mud there. Grow, grow a little faster, would you? Um, can you just kind of come up here and be with me? And what's illustrated there in a lot of ways is what we face. Some people are not ready. Some people won't be ready for a long time, but there are a heck of a lot of us that are ready. And so how we treat each other is going to matter in this. You can't be treating another human being terribly 
because you're frustrated um, and you got to keep that in mind. Uh, I remind myself over and over this, you know, it's, it's annoying to see all these people wandering around like zombies on the street, but in a sense, they're victims of news of TV, of their political leaders, of yeah. their illegal governors that became dictators all of a sudden. Um, there do it you, is. Do you, do you mix in like the idea that maybe that, even some of the stuff that's going on, the conditioning and stuff, uh, that there's some forms of magic involved with any of this? Well, it's all magic, if you want to be honest. It's just that we have a different idea of what magic is. Um, this is a tired old thing that I've done a lot of times, and it's tired, but I'm going to do it one more time just to try to illustrate um, Excuse me. What, what you're talking about. I'm going to put a thought in your head right now, and okay. you're not going to be able to stop me. It's not malicious. It won't hurt anyone. Here, are you ready? Sure. Blue ball. Okay. I just put a blue ball in your head, you and while that might not, while, while that might not work 100% of the time for the most people, it will. But what it illustrates is a form of magic. I took a thing that doesn't exist. I turned it into a word. I said it to you, and it put an image in your mind. Is that not magic? Yeah, if you want to put it in that perspective, 100%. So it goes a lot further than that. That's a very basic idea. And so it's influence. And so think about what the television does when it comes on every channel night after night and says the exact same thing, whether it's a lie. Well, if it's coming out of your TV, it almost certainly is. Um, and look <laughs> how quickly, vision. yeah, look how, how quickly all the commercials, you know, we, we had 311. And of course, that's a whole other thing. The number and sky clock game that this is all tied to. But on 311, it comes out in the open. You know, the first time we saw it come out in the open was 9-11. So 19 years later, hint, 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 it goes full blown. You know, we're this going concern. You can't stop us. We're just going to come out in the daylight and go for the total control of everybody. Um, so within a week, all of the commercials, people are masked within you know and it's everywhere it's every channel it's every everything showing you what has happened here and if you go back down to the foundation what caused it corporation did who owns all that to be able to create the content or influence the create a corporation does yeah, and what about number of corporations too when you think about it well jason thinks it's around five i think it's two they say I nine I, I would say five would be a good guess i think it's two and i think they're about to merge um that's where i think it is at um if you you want to get your mind blown go do a stupid wiki look up on disney and simply look up the shuttered businesses you know businesses that they've closed we were going to cover this on my show, but we realized we couldn't even read the shuttered businesses. It would have took us more than half an hour to list the shuttered businesses. Are these and, businesses that they acquired and just yeah, shut parts down? of yeah. Well, however, yeah, either they owned it or they bought it and shut it down. Um, but this is what happens in our world. Uh, money is not a concern for the biggest players, right? Um, after all, fiat currency. Someone taps a keyboard, it gets created. Um, it gets immediately loaned. So there's your debt from the get go. Um, and there's nothing backing it. So the people who need money can make as much as they will ever need yeah. till the end of time. And so places like Disney, whenever some true entrepreneur invents this amazing thing, if it's really a problem, they may try to pressure them to shut down. But if it's really a problem, they say, Hey, how'd you like a, a billion dollars? We'll just buy your corporation. 
And you know, yeah. you see, you see the stories like the guy who made Craigslist, Matt, back in the day, I remember, and it was a lot of money back then. I think it was like in 2000 or, uh, you know, 1999, someone offered that man $10 million. Can you imagine? And he said, nope, this is my baby. I'm not cashing out. Um, and Craigslist is still kind of with us, but there are so few examples and even Craigslist. Well, they shut down one of the biggest part of Craigslist, which right. was like their their dirty section. Well, what was, I, section. What, what was I telling you? Craigslist has to have a gateway to the internet. Right. It does not matter whether you're talking about currency, content, uh, a helpful website. Everyone has to get on the freeway. And if the powers that be own all the on-ramps to the freeway, there is no way around that problem that I have ever seen yet. And by the way, I have a degree in internet technology. So I yeah, know I heard little, you as an IT guy. Yeah, I know a little something about how it works. And some of my friends, because I'm not big into digital um, i move away from digital as much as i can because i've come to realize it's all just nonsense it's a metaphor for reality is where we're headed like the ready player one existence well since you mentioned it and we're, and we're talking about fiat currency um fiat currency is obviously the, the the legal tender that we use that has no actual intrinsic value there's nothing backing it up whereas our money here in the united states used to be at least partially backed by gold and precious metals up until the Nixon shock. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Federal Reserve. And when um, KL mentions the Game of Thrones thing, the Iron Bank, that's what it, there's a lot of comparisons for the modern world with Game of Thrones, how the Iron Bank was basically lending money to every single side and, and deciding who won and deciding right, and who having did. and having control either way um or, or stopping a war by saying nope we're not lending anyone today there will be no war today and the fact that we're in a debt-based system you know we've talked about that's been designed on purpose you know central banks and stuff to that effect what is your i like what is your actual thoughts on cryptocurrency because i'm hearing that you're not really a big fan and I'm, I like to, I'm less than a big fan so i'd like it's, to get your thoughts on the why and then talk to you a little bit about some different perspectives you know, for people who would like to know something about how money came to be, there's a book called A Nation of Counterfeiters. Um, there's a subtitle, but it's called A Nation of Counterfeiters, and the author is Stephen Mim. That's Stephen with a PH, and Mim is M-I-H-M. And it talks about how the states chartered and how at one point half the currency they estimate in this country was all counterfeit because nobody knew if the Bank of Utica was a real bank, and yet those notes were in California. And this went on and on. The whole time, the federal government had the, the power to step in, print its own currency, and back it with specie. Um, when they started giving out the charters, what happened pretty quickly was the note was supposed to be backed by specie, but right on the note, they would write, if you cash, you know, if you cash this in for gold, uh, it's at our discretion whether or not you get it. In other words, you're not getting gold if you try to come cash this. This is way back. Here's, here's the issue. What is it that we don't like about fiat? It's not existent, right? It's a piece of paper. It has no intrinsic value. It is our imagination at best that let those IOUs float. But the main thing is there is no intrinsic value, which means a few things. First of all, we can never cash it in for something of substance ever. Secondarily, the value or the perceived value of what we can buy with it will go up and down, proving 
that it's controlled. Inflation, deflation, all these ideas, which we're about to experience again because they've been printing money like uh, every printer in the world has been going. I have heard from people in the money markets that they have printed many times the TARP payment under Bush each day since this begun on 311 and that they've been flooding every central bank in the world with this paper money. So they turned up uh, somewhere, from what I've heard on the low end, about 20% of our money supply was printed in 2020. Yeah, I don't think, I wonder if anyone even really knows what's happened. Um, because even the people in the money markets, their jaws dropped open. They said, there's no rules. This is all a casino. It's all controlled. There's nothing of Well, a casino no that will bail most, most of its players out, though, too, which doesn't take place in most casinos. Will they? We'll see. Queen of England doesn't seem to be home anymore. So we'll see who's left standing when this is all said and done. But in that book, they will show you, I think it's at least one of the men, if not two of the men, who after the 29 stock market crash, remember in 33, we're all about to become enemies of the states because we're going to secure the debt right. for the fiat system. So they showed a monetary system that could be mathematically proven that if you used it for a thousand years, a penny, a nickel, a dime, or a dollar would be the very same value a thousand years from now. There would be no more inflation, deflation, and it was backed by value. Well, what do you think the powers that be did with an idea like that? They buried it as quickly as they could. There were two men who, who showed these. Now let's talk about crypto. If you want to be honest, what crypto is is the ultimate fiat, but it's worse because it doesn't even exist. It is some electrons on the head of a pin. You will never hold crypto in your hand. So it is completely imaginary from the standpoint of the real world and it is backed by nothing of value. But what's worse is we've got this problem in our world where the entirety of our existence is now going online mm -hmm. and the entirety of how we get online and what we have to use when we're online is under the control and aegises. So until some of these massive problems change, we're going down a hell-bent road where there will come a day where you go online to get your money and a little window will come up saying, sorry, you didn't pay your insurance or you didn't renew your driver, you can't have money today. Or even worse, um, with the internet of things, you'll open your refrigerator, which will tell you you can't have the cake because your doctor says your cholesterol is high. It's all headed in this direction. And what it shows you is that we have no control over the digital world when it's pervade in a meaningful way across lots and lots of different lives out there. And now don't get me wrong, some of the tech, the blockchain and the records that don't get rewritten. Some of the tech that came out of that is probably going to be very useful in other ways. But until we change how we currently have to exist, uh, crypto will be the largest loss of human freedom when it comes to be all-encompassing, in my point of view. Okay. That's that's my point I, of view. I definitely respect it, and I'm not knocking it. Um, what I would say is, one, I'm not a proponent of going all digital like um with which obviously the government is big it's a big proponent of pushing for us to go completely digital um i do like the idea of physical i'm a big proponent of gold and silver and precious metals as am i uh, now the thing with cryptocurrency for me is it's yes it technically has no intrinsic value 
um it or does take, it does take energy and so and, and computation and things like that to be able to create said such cryptocurrencies but my my one of my big things with cryptocurrency is one they're open source projects so with the combination of being able to have physical money you can always take this code audit it change it start something new you can fork something if we're already dealing in this in a system that doesn't have intrinsic value in its money why not have an intrinsic value of a, a, a cryptocurrency that's not controlled by governments and another thing i'll use as examples is like back in the day we used okay, to use but, these but puka shells yeah these used to be a form of money they're right. not worth anything well we gave but, value but they, to it but that's not true either they physically exist and in that community they see where i live it was wampum the purple inside a quahog shell um there was value assigned to that and it did take effort to make it but to well i'll let you finish what you're going to say i'm sorry I'm oh no that's cool that's cool i mean i i totally get what you're saying i just look at these things as tools for us to be able to get away from the control of the government's fiat system is, is crypto stable is the value of crypto stable monarch brings the world's best crypto services and companies to one safe easy to use place the monarch wallet one app one login everything crypto your money your way learn more at monarchwallet.com well no the value of bitcoin and ethereum and things like that no but there are the charts and falls right it is very volatile yes so these are the problems and the woes of our time of control the only way to get away from this would either be go to a barter system you know where hey man i need a chicken a chicken tonight will you take my tennis shoe kind of idea or, yeah trade um, um, yeah so trade so that's that's a legitimate means but the only food. other way is with something of intrinsic value what we're used to or should have been used to is money backed by specie gold or silver so you could walk in any day of the week and say here's this money please give me the value in gold or silver and st stability so that it can't be manipulated up and down um, just the fact that a thing is so unstable shows that people have the ability to control it yeah well the fact that it's on the markets now i mean hopefully if we were able to see a system because uh, we're seeing some to me some disclosure in what's going on in the stock markets People are starting to see some reality of what's actually going on. So if we were able to get rid of some of these things, um, that's where the manipulation of the price comes in is, is within the markets themselves. And, and I mean, this or is one of the silver certificates. You could have a cryptocurrency that technically has the same action as this particular silver certificate where you could, it could be backed. Uh, and then when you have the blockchain, you can actually inventory the actual backing of the currencies so there's a there's a lot of I, but that, that, that states that you're okay with fiat what you just said to me says that you're good with fiat because that's what that would be well i mean it's kind of what we've been used to now at the same time i would love to see us get back to a gold silver or a rainbow precious metals back current or currency period there i would is. love to see that reality 100%. coming back yeah see part of the problem with the digital world and the little stupid game i played with you to put something in your mind and telling you you had no control is these things don't exist but they do exist on the level that there's an outcome i did put the image where i told you i was going to put it it's and so there, the news can come on yeah the news can the news can come on any any day of the week and every channel in every country can say 
believe this about crypto tonight. And so since it's already imaginary, you can imagine what will happen with the markets. Anytime you say it's the market is running it, what you're saying is any event in the world can completely just blow it sideways. Um, what are examples? Every time some big... Well, COVID. There, yeah, COVID, took, COVID that hit all the markets. Anything, anything. So the only sensible thing to do is to get back to a currency that's intrinsically valuable, however that works out, and that is stable. In other words, does an ounce of gold really, is it worth technically more than the first time an ounce of gold was ever held in the real, actual, existing world? No, an ounce of gold is an ounce of gold. You can do what you can do with an ounce of gold. Um, and so my point would be is why would we ever trade a fake system of debt backed by nothing that is controlled for a digital version which exists even less and then has to use the systems which we utterly have zero control of i definitely get your point of view and you know hopefully you've enjoyed this conversation enough that we could um you i know, could continue it and have uh maybe focus in on some areas because this is i wanted to use this more of a get to know each other because you're covering a plethora of subjects and as well as i am so that's kind of where i wanted to like see where those cross points were and then um and then kind of go from there i was hoping that you would enjoy this conversation because i i thoroughly enjoyed it myself i know we had um a little bit more time scheduled but i think this is a good time to kind of wrap up the video and give you that little cushion of extra time to enjoy the rest or parts of your day before we um before we wrap up I had a, a couple of quick questions that somebody had uh, asked me to ask you. And I guess we can just, if you don't mind, just do it kind of like a lightning round sort of thing. Okay. What is your best guess on what the moon planets are? They're luminaries. I can't give you much more than that. But what I understand is that people that lived supposedly a long time ago had a much better description, useful reality-based description than what we currently get from places like NASA. Okay. So I, I refer to them as luminaries. That's kind of what was put in here in parentheses. This is a friend of mine, Dimebar, who is a subscriber who um, he was the one I recommended as well as others that I bring KL on. Uh, he said, um, what is the sun? Uh, not a nuclear furnace. It's um, the way that I view based on all the oldest stuff that I've been able to go through that is common sense. Some of it is provable. Some of it is far beyond where I currently find myself to be able to prove. Um, there's one force in this world in my point of view currently, and that's electricity. And the sun represents that. The moon would be electromagnetism, which is the daughter in my view of electricity. So um, it's much, much more than that. Uh, anyone who's ever done sun gazing, by the way, I'm not saying go out and stare at the sun. If you don't know what you're doing, you'll hurt yourself. Right. But it almost looks like a a portal or a tunnel that you could go into when you get to a point where you can stare long enough to be in focus. I even saw so-called mercury transiting with my naked eye as I was sun gazing before the chemtrails got too bad to do that in San Diego. Um, the sun's a critically important thing, the most important thing in our world. Yeah, I mean, a lot of religions, in a sense, are based around it. So uh, when you look into astrotheology, uh, yeah. all of them have it encoded, regardless of what the surface narrative says. I'm not sure what he means by this, but shadow or satellites. 
Um, I know exactly what he means. Um, Saddleoons, he's referring to the Project Loon I told you. Yeah, it's closer to Saddleoons. I think the technology may be lighter near technology or electromag or something is there, uh, but nothing from my point of view leaves our atmosphere. Uh, we There's a hard, fast barrier. The Bible would refer to it as a firmament. The flat earth community would refer to it as a dome. Um, in all my filming, I accept that there is a hard, fast barrier and we don't go through it. I liked what you said about flat earth movement in the shoot the moon documentary. I'm not a flat earther myself, but I like how you said um, that you support their, their think their, their thought processes because we definitely need to be questioning everything and thinking outside the box. And that you're, that even though you're not necessarily a flat earther yourself, you're just supportive and not knocking it where a lot of people, if you are just would just knock it, just be like, no, these guys are crazy. You know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to thank those people for being so open-minded and thinking outside the box, regardless of if you agree. Belief is the enemy of knowing if you're going to bag on someone without research, you're just doing it because you believe in something and belief is usually reached by a decision. Yep. I'll believe in that. So, and that's, that's what your, uh, your slogan of your show is. They recognize the flat earth community recognize that our world is misdescribed and you and I open talking about Antarctica, which proves the truth of it. I would go so far as to say you have no idea what the continent, the shape of the continent absolutely is that you're on right now, or for that matter, how many continents there actually are or land masses. You, you, you can in no way, shape, or form prove that you okay. know definitively any of those things. Not unless you could get up into the, the outside space and then see for yourself if that's the case. Uh, otherwise, it's just all a guessing game. It's crazy. Um, okay, so two more questions. Any Vatican questions that you need answering or anything that's kind of puzzling you and you at the Vatican? Um, I'm sorry, what's the question? Any Vatican uh, questions that you need answering or any type of... Um, anything about the vatican that you're having like any sort of um thoughts oh, you're, about you're, you're, ask, you're asking me if i have questions about the vatican yeah are there any unanswered questions well we're ab- we're about to do episode 300 and the vatican will be dead center uh in a lot of that as the apex for what's gone on in this world cool. and what we're going to do is endeavor to show how long it's been going on and i'll cut to the chase as long as you think you can see history um it's been sideways under this institution the vatican uh, yeah the fake history they're they're at the apex of all this um, well, from my understanding the vatican came after after yeshua jesus that time period so prior to the vatican existing there was a, a sort of the occult commerce so he's saying rome still but that would even doesn't that all go back to like mesopotamia babylon People can go there if they want. It's difficult to get good information. It's clearly part of the narrative, but but it's easier to get solid stuff from Rome forward. Well, at some point, you have to bring common sense to bear, and what we can show is Rome became the Vatican. Um, After all, the Senate doors on what we call ancient Rome became the doors of St. John's Basilica, the first one in Rome. They just morphed it. Um, But you see, Rome, what most people don't consider and what i accept is probable right now rome was taken down from the inside it was taken over in the same way the world is being taken over right now um they had their patricians removed they swapped everybody out uh they were responsible for swapping out all the real royalty all over the world and putting in the fake royalty we have now uh they're responsible for the western religions that morph from mithraism um into 
what the Vatican was purveying. They didn't even bother to change the name, the Pope or the altar. All those things came from the cave under the Vatican. We're going to endeavor to show these things in episode 300. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. And the last thing I was going to ask is uh, he wanted to know, what is your food diet like? And what kind of supplements do you use? Uh, I take every day magnesium, iodine, um, a drop of selenium, fulvic acid, vitamin C. Uh, from time to time, I take cell salts that I get from Amanda Vollmer up in Canada. Great cell salts. Um, I eat very little meat. I almost never eat red meat. Um, most of the meat I will ever eat, and it's not very often, will be fish or fowl. Um, I'm half Greek, and so I kind of have a requirement. Uh, I don't do well if I don't have at least some animal protein, although it's a conundrum for me because I don't think animals are here for us to abuse. Um, so the point is, is I do eat a little meat, but the, the vast, I'd say 85-90% of my diet is meat-free. Okay. Well, if you ignore eggs, okay. Um, I guess some people would take umbrage with eggs, but I, I eat eggs to get the protein in that way. And by the way, those are all local. Um, none of them were fertilized. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, smart to take advantage of your locally grown food, your farmer's markets. I'm lucky like where that. I am because there's still farmers here, so I can get a lot of good stuff. I'm in North Carolina. We still have some farming going on, thankfully. Right. Yeah, so, I've been yeah. through there. Yeah, it's nice to live in a place like that, right? Where there's some, rea some reality left in the neighborhood. Yeah, well, yeah, where it actually feels like a real world, not some kind of concrete jungle yep. make-believe make thing. I remember my first time taking LSD and being in a Taco Bell and just seeing how fake that all felt. It was like just trying right. to take what they thought was a piece of Mexico and just putting it in a shopping center in front of a well, we, used to, we used to make fun of it and call it taco smell because i grew up in southern california where there is real mexican food so the right. joke was it smells like mexican food but that's about it <laughs> i love it i love it i love it uh well crow man i really really thoroughly enjoyed this um do you have any final thoughts anything you'd like to add before you wrap up um i guess what i would add right now is it's important for us not to be divisive that's what politics has been doing for so long, and it's harmed us immensely. Um, treat people with respect, even if they're doing things like if you're not wearing a mask and they are, you should maybe consider that they're still being victimized by an idea, by a blue ball someone put in their head. Um, if you can help to further them along, that's great, but be respectful. And more than anything, help each other out because there are so many people who think the only help they're getting is from Blue Cross or the government. Um, why wouldn't your neighbor help you or other people that you knew? We need to kind of get back to being adults. Like when I was young in the 70s, all the neighbors helped each other around here. If there was a neighbor sick, they stopped in to check on them, um, this kind of thing. And uh, we've got to get past this believing in things because right now the authorities in our world uh, they lie for a living. If their lips are moving, they're not telling you what matters or what's true. And we need to get to knowing some things in this world and treating each other with respect. That's what I would add. Love it, man. I love it. I'm, I'm definitely a big proponent of treating people how you want to be treated, the golden rule. I have this um, personal philosophy that I try to share with everybody of I call practice change, which is just learning from everything that we do, good, bad, positive, negative, and just grow, practice being a better version of us every day, every moment, being mindful of those things. And 
you know, the more that we, all of us individually be that change, the more collectively we can make the actual changes that we want to see in this world. Individually, we have power. We all have a role to play, no matter how big or small that role is. But collectively together, when enough people take a stand, nothing can stand against the people and we can change this entire world. That's just my thought. So on that, but again, man, I really appreciate it. I'm going to have links down below for um, all your social media so people can check it out. And I encourage people to check out shoot the moon. Um, I encourage people to check out crow radio, crow seven, seven, seven radio.com and check out the membership ship section as well and support what crow does. Um, there was something I was going to say for some reason, if you can hold on for even one second after I wrap up with this real quick, okay. um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your first time ever watching any of my videos. I do encourage you to explore my channel. Uh, make sure you're subscribed, smash that like button, hit the notification bell so you can stay up to date with my videos as they come out. And as always, I encourage you to be the change by practicing change.